Hi there, and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and I am not pooping my pants because I've been trying to treat COVID with horse pills. And I'm Luke Bailey, and I am pooping, but uh, for entirely different reasons. <laughs> Welcome to The Content Minds. Uh, this week, if you could not tell from the opening, we are talking about ivermectin, the uh, farm animal deworming medicine that many people on the internet are taking to try to treat their COVID-19 symptoms. But before we get to that whole thing, Luke, how is the internet this week? How's it this week? Well, again, this is going to be where there's a big split between UK internet and US internet because we have had time off. And as a result, the, the internet has been, been legitimately kind of quiet. Because you guys had a bank holiday this week, correct? Yeah, we had a bank holiday. We also had the, the end of the, oh God, I know I always end up talking about this, but the end of the football transfer window where all anyone talks about is what is happening in football transfers to, and usually the answer is not a lot. Uh, but yeah, it, it, really derails British Twitter for a day or two. So what happened with this transfer? Uh, well, Ronaldo went to Man United. Uh, Messi went to PSG. Uh, so in, in many ways, it was a pretty big transfer window. The two greatest players of all time both changed clubs. Unexpectedly, because all of the... Every football club has now run out of money, uh, except the ones that are owned by Petrostates. Oh, I'm sure that's... It's healthy. Fine. Yeah. I'm sure that's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, PSG, which is owned by, uh, oh, I'm going to get it wrong now. Uh, Qatar. What, look, one, either one of PSG is owned by Qatar and what PSG and Man City are both owned by Gulf states. One's owned by Qatar and one's owned by Saudi Arabia. And I can't remember which is which now. I'm pretty sure Qatar is PSG. Um, but yeah, no, they, they bought, they brought in Messi. They brought in, they have Mbappe. They have Neymar, who are, Probably three of the five best players in the world, depending on how you cut it. So, yeah, they're pretty stacked because, yeah, they're an oil-rich country, and they were offered they were offered two hundred million euros for one of their players, uh, who is out of contract next next year and will leave in their club in twelve months for free, and they were offered two hundred million euros for it and, just, and declined it. So, yes, healthy sport. I've been learning a lot about what players do after they leave clubs because in Ted Lasso Ugh. um the player i think his name is Roy Moore Roy that's the ju- that's the judge in uh, Alabama uh he had a different vibe oh you're right no it's Ted Roy uh Roy Kent and he's like a mean player who swears a lot um sure. and him and Ted have a relationship that's quite similar to ours i think actually um and then he be- uh Roy becomes a coach on the team in the second season after cool. he blew out his knee in the first season. Cool. How, how yeah. fun for him. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he did have a brief stint as an announcer, uh, but he was too sweary and mean to, to stay on TV. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Speaking of the UK, uh, I heard 
uh, that the alpaca died. Yes, the alpaca has been murdered by the state as a sworn enemy of the state. It's a proud moment for us. It's very much like when you guys killed Bin Laden. Uh, it feels the same for us. And the alpaca is finally dead. Yeah, no, so if you haven't heard about this, this is uh, the alpaca Geronimo who uh, tested positive multiple times to TB and therefore under the laws of the country in order to prevent spread to more animals, which you would have thought everyone would have grasped by now after 18 months of global pandemic, had to be destroyed. Uh, and yeah, uh, and the other day, the <laughs> the the police arrived, uh, took the alpaca out of his enclosure, which was being live streamed, incidentally. Like it was like his removal was live streamed. Wow. Yeah. Uh, as you know, protesters stood around him and attempted to like you you know held signs trying to shame, uh, <laughs> trying to shame the the police or defra into not destroying the alpaca. And yeah, and they got hold of the alpaca and took it away, and then and they confirmed that the alpaca was dead. Which, yeah, it was good. Um, would you like to read a poem uh, about the alpaca? Yes, more than anything. Yeah, okay. So uh, this is from one of the many people who, who yeah, just, just really felt very strongly about the alpaca. Uh, you should have it any second. Okay, here we go. Yeah. This is titled For Geronimo. Yeah. And it was posted to a Facebook page called Geronimo. Yeah. Which has... <laughs> A user picture, which is a blacked out picture of the alpaca with the words, we are Geronimo, which is so close to Je suis Geronimo, which I love. (laughs) Here we go. Geronimo, Geronimo, you have captured our hearts. Your plight to our souls, compassion imparts. Little alpaca, we are fighting for you. Geronimo, Geronimo, to your cause, we are true. What cause? Hold on. (laughs) Staying alive. (laughs) <laughs> spreading tuberculosis <laughs> we are seeking for justice we are seeking for truth we want no more lies so defra be couth defra is the uh the body the like the regulatory body right yeah. yeah okay come to the table transparent and clean admit you are wrong admit you are mean the evidence mounts up you've made a mistake defra get with it what you say is fake Give Helen her say. Is that Geronimo's owner? It is. Allow her to speak. She knows the real science. Your claims are so weak. Killing our friend will prove nothing at all. (laughs) Can't you see he is healthy? Your minds are so small. You don't have a conscience. You're causing much strife. Do the right thing. Give Geronimo his life. Geronimo, Geronimo, the world stands with you. (laughs) We see you on live stream and our numbers aren't few. We're sending our love, our light, and our hope to you and to Helen. We pray she can cope. Little alpaca, our symbol of strength, to keep you alive, we have gone to great length. Not length, length. Length. We're spreading your stories so far and so wide. Everyone knows you, so Defra don't hide. Defra did not Ger- hide. Defra came out into the open and murdered the alpaca. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, I don't think they are hiding. Geronimo, Geronimo, our guest for you is that you have a long life in peace and in bliss. <laughs> I guess it would be bliss. Okay. And so now I leave you with hope in my heart. We'll always be with you. 
We're never apart. And the poem is copyrighted. Copyright yes. Colleen McDullen. Well, wow. you don't want, you don't want people to, to, to steal that. It'll be a nightmare. I love that, like, if you go far enough down, like, a rabbit hole of UK Facebook, it eventually involves poetry. Yes. British like, people per- love writing occasional verse. Yeah. You, like, you love couplets as a country. Yeah. Just, I've, just, yeah. I've seen, like, uh, Ellie Hall, she's uh, been on the show before, and she showed me snippets from, like, Princess Diana Facebook groups. Yeah, just, they love poetry. They fucking love rhyming couplets in the Princess Diana Facebook groups. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have I have a, an insane thing to show you now. Okay, hit me. Um, okay, so I asked you before the show if you had seen the Green Lines thing, and you said no. So there is a pickup artist, men's rights activist kind of guy, his name is Revelino the Artist. Sure. A- and he might be British. I'm actually not sure. But he, he's been written about by the Daily Mail UK. But he has this theory that he uses green lines to illustrate, which is that alpha men don't lean towards oh, women. Oh, this is the leaning thing. The, yeah, oh, exactly. the leaning. Oh, God. The leaning guy is great. So yeah. do you know about his new thing, which is the cock shame versus cock confidence thing? <sighs> No. By the way, can I just point out, I love that all of these, like, photos have these green lines drawn on it, depending on which way people are leaning, when it is essentially just the angle of the camera. And if you just rotated the camera, you would change the meaning of the lines. A hundred percent. Like, I know it's not the main reason why this is stupid, but that is one big reason. So if you haven't seen this and you're trying to picture it, Revelina the artist takes photographs of mainly famous men posing with women and then uses a green line to indicate whether the man is leaning towards the woman and thus not being masculine or standing completely center and straight up, thus showing that he's more masculine. So that's that's the theory here. Uh, one of his tweets reads, Body language is energy revealed. Leaning in shows neediness. Leaning away shows disdain. Notice how her head is tilting away in this photo. That is a clear sign of disappointment and disillusion in her relationship with him. And it's like a photo of just like two people like... Oh, it's better than that. Do you know who that guy is? Who is he? That's Neil Strauss of the game. In that photo? Yeah. In the photo I'm looking at right now? Yeah, I I literally just scrolled down. I was going to mention it is incredibly funny that this guy is like randomly taking a dig at a previous person in this thing being like, no, 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 he actually wasn't good good at the game because look at her. She's leaning away. Do you think that Neil Strauss has cuck energy in this photo because the woman with him is leaning away from him? I mean, that seems to be what uh, Rivellino the artist thinks. <laughs> okay. So Rivellino the artist isn't done with that art. He's got more stuff. So this is his new thing, which is cock confidence versus cock shame. And so according to Rivellino the artist, if you cover, if you clasp your hands together in a photograph, that is you as a man expressing shame in your penis. But if you if you stand with your arms at your sides, thus showing your crotch to the world, that's you posing with cock confidence. Right. Okay. So it's 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 <laughs> I mean I mean it is it is just the body language bollocks, isn't it? Where where I think it's fascinating always how these things uh become like a new version of Hey, you can actually read someone's personality by their body language, which, you know, grifters have been doing for many, many years. And it just, it just comes around again. Like 20 years ago, people were doing this and saying, 
you know what they used to do with Princess Diana and Prince Charles? Like, a lot before she died. Where it was like, hey, he's walking slightly behind her. That means that he's leaving her or whatever it was. Right. Well, I think, I do think like 85 to 90% of like the incel men's rights pickup artist world is just men who look at images and videos too much. <laughs> like, it's just men who only view the world through like pictures they see online and like pornography. And so they just, they just, they can't, like, everything is too visual in their brains and it just, like, breaks their heads. I think, I think you could probably expand that to every single subculture <laughs> online. Yeah. They just look at too many images and now they're yeah. broken inside. Yeah. Wait, here's another one. This is Revelina the Artist. And this is, the, <laughs> I don't even want to say this out loud. This is the closed pussy versus open pussy oh, idea. God. And it's the same idea, but it's just with women. And he's using green lines to show how women are being too dominant in photographs based on how they're standing. And hold on, hold on, hold on. This example he's got here, where the woman is standing openly, she is also standing at a line leaning in towards the man. So yes. I don't know what's happening here. This this is very conflicted. She Yeah, she's leaning into the man, which is what yeah. Revelina and the artist wants women to do. But but she's also standing openly, which is what he doesn't want her to do. Oh, I see. Yeah, no, that is true. She is so. Wait, actually, if you go further down, um, he uses a lot of charts um, to sort of write this out. So um, because he's he's completely deranged, of course. Uh, so if you look here, um, he he's grafted out with. I do. I there's a bunch of numbers on these photos, but I don't know what the numbers mean. Like. Her thigh is labeled number one. Her chest is lab labeled number two. I don't know what those numbers mean. I guess they're just like well, what that's he's referring to. Yeah, it's the text in the thing. It's it, the text in the tweet. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get it all. I mean, I think, yeah, I think I just got to come back to the idea that like he looks at images too much, and now he's insane. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, I, I mean the guy is the guy is 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 un un. Unhealthy, but I think this is essentially what happens to every single person who ends up in a subculture like this. You could, you could argue that most of the 9-11 truthers were people who looked at images too much. <laughs> I think, I think this is it. I think if you look at images too much, you'll go insane. Anyways, here's representative Paul Gosser doing <laughs> the green lines meme. So this is how far this is spread. Now I should say Paul Gosser is a right wing nut job, and like this is like not nearly the craziest thing he's ever done. I I, I have seen him speak at a Paul, uh, at a Tommy Robinson rally in the UK that I was covering a few oh, years really? ago. Oh really? Yeah. He, uh, totally he, nuts. Yeah, he flew over there. He at one point at one point he was attempting to bring Tommy Robinson back to the US, like extradite him as a because he was a prisoner of free speech after he did. I can't remember why he went to prison, but it wasn't for that. Oh, Tommy Robinson? It was for contempt yeah. of court, wasn't it? That was it. Yes, contempt yeah. of court. But it was a free speech. He, he, yeah, he made it a free speech issue. Didn't actually right. bring him to the US, of course. Of course not. Um, but yeah, I think it's really interesting that, you know, any like completely insane man who does something on the internet can go viral enough that like a weird politician in America will like use their meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much all I got on that one. I just think it's really weird. Uh, people should look at images less, I think, to put a cap yeah, there, on that. Yeah, there are too many images and people look at them too much.
Yeah, I think I think a lot of our problems would be fixed if people just looked at images less. Yeah. Speaking of uh, looking at images too much, we should talk about people taking horse pace <laughs> to try to cure COVID. So let's let's head on over to the big the big topic. I need I, I need to start with one question that I've had through this entire thing. I don't understand what medicine is a paste. Like uh, I've taken medicine in many different forms, but I've never taken a paste. Okay, so let's start with what this is, okay? So we're talking about ivermectin, which is usually taken orally, but from what I understand can also be injected. For instance, Milo Yiannopoulos claims that he's injecting it into himself right now. Sure. Uh, and he's sharing photos of a blood oxygen level that, if that is true and not just a grift that Milo Yiannopoulos is running to like get support from his Telegram followers, he will die soon. Um, cool. But I, I guess, I, I, I guess what it's mainly used for is deworming farm animals. Dude. <laughs> 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 oh god, uh making it through this whole episode is going to be so difficult because this shit is so fucking stupid. Um it is the stupidest thing. Okay, so let's let's start right at the beginning and let's let's I got the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration's page about ivermectin right in front of me. Okay. Here are four things that the FDA says about ivermectin, okay? Okay. The FDA has not approved ivermectin for use in treating or preventing COVID-19 in humans. Ivermectin tablets are approved at very specific doses for some parasitic worms, and there are topical on-the-skin formulations for head lice and skin conditions like rosacea, which would be the paste that we're talking about. Okay. So it's a cream, really, more than a paste. Yeah, yeah. Ivermectin is not an antiviral, a drug for treating viruses. Taking large doses of this drug is dangerous and can cause serious harm. If you have a prescription for ivermectin for an FDA-approved use... Get it from a legitimate source and take it exactly as prescribed. Lastly, <laughs> God, <laughs> never, <laughs> never use medications intended for animals on yourself. <laughs> Ivermectin preparations for animals are very different from those approved for humans. So there you go. It's, it's a pill that people give to farm animals to make worms come out of them. And sometimes you can use it to get rid of lice. Um, it is not a COVID treatment in any way, and that has not stopped it from becoming extremely popular on Facebook. Um, and now people who do not trust the vaccine are taking it uh, instead of a vaccine. And I read today that the U.S. has wasted something around 15 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines. Meanwhile, there are people on Facebook teaching each other how to rub horse deworming paste on each other. Instead of taking the vaccine. What I think is most amazing about this is, look, okay, I can understand <laughs> how you get to a point in your life that you don't believe COVID's real. You're isolated, you're uh, um, in a weird place, all sorts of strange things have happened to you, and you're like convinced that COVID isn't real. I can understand how you get to a point where you think the vaccine is a scam. I don't understand how you make the leap to saying COVID's not real. Or COVID is real, but the vaccine's a scam. 
to COVID is real, the vaccine's a scam, horse paste is real. Okay, so one thing that I think a lot of people have had trouble grappling with in a respectful way is the state of the American suburbs. And I don't want to get too Adam Courtesy here, but I will play the song underneath myself right now. There is an isolating feeling within the American suburbs where you really, before COVID, didn't have a lot of ways to interact with each other. You would go to bars, you go to restaurants. Most of them were not particularly like locally run. It was like, you know, it's that like quintessential photograph of the American like highway, right? With like all the gas stations and fast food and like vape shops and stuff. And like, I, I'm speaking from experience because like I come from like a, a very nice, small town in Massachusetts that doesn't have a gas station anymore, doesn't have banks anymore. Like it's full of empty stores and like the closest yeah. place to go to get like food or, or, or groceries is exactly that street full of gas stations and fast food. COVID hits. And if you're a millennial, if you're not, if, if, if you live alone, if you don't live near family, like you're just on your own now. You know, even if you're not a millennial, if, you, if you're Gen Xer, if you if you just like, even if you're a family unit, your family unit now is on its own. Yeah. And I think the ivermectin thing, like all the other dumb shit that people have done to themselves during COVID, is first and foremost about socializing. I actually don't think it's about eating horse pills. I don't think it's like primarily that. I think it starts with like, I am lonely and these people on the internet make me feel less lonely. Oh, they're talking about eating horse pills. Maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I should eat horse pills too. Hey, you know what makes you feel less lonely is taking a vaccine that hundreds of millions of people have taken. That's the crazy thing to me. And like, I, you have to say, okay, maybe it's like the Trump effect, and he's just completely destroyed any faith in institutions. But like, yeah, I went, I went to get my vaccine at a hotel, and I had like a lovely chat with all the people there. And it was nice. In fact, like yeah. the, the nurse who helped me do it, like asked if she, he, you know, he wanted to help me with take a selfie. That was nice. You know, it was a great, it was a great feeling. Got to like post on social media, but these people don't, they don't do that. Yeah. When I was at my vaccine, there was a guy who was like incredibly scared of needles behind me and was getting it anyway, which I thought was nice. Yeah. I think it's really nice. And so there's just, there's a lack of that, you know, um, even with like, you know, talking to my parents or my parents' friends or like close family members who live not in major cities elsewhere, there just seems to be a lack of other people to talk to. And then like the, I think the other weird thing that we're like people aren't really talking about, which is like when restrictions lifted and people could see each other again, they're all too insane from staring at images too long on the internet, like we said earlier in the show. And so now they're just like saying crazy bullshit back to each other. So like if you go to the local bar now that the restrictions are lifted and you're like, oh yeah, I've been eating horse pills. The person is like, oh, I listen to Joe Rogan too. You know, <laughs> like I think, I think we've, we're all sort of insane now. And so like no one's going to tell someone else that they're acting crazy. I just love the idea that there was like, three people who met up who hadn't seen each other for a little while and the first one went this is completely crazy covid doesn't exist and then he goes to the bathroom the other two go like can you believe that guy of course covid exists that vaccine's uh fake though and the other guy goes yeah, yeah it is fake that's why i'm taking these horse paste things and each one of those thinks the other two are crazy right exactly no one's on the same page anymore oh man luke joe rogan is taking ivermectin 
That's good. I'm happy about that. That could yeah. only go well. According to Joe Rogan's Instagram story, he has COVID and he's treating it with ivermectin. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Well, that's going to be a fun question for Spotify. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I have wanted to downplay the ivermectin thing since I first heard about it. I've wanted to say, like, that's just a bunch of crazy people on the internet. That's not real. But we have some numbers here. So I, I have this from Media Matters. It was published last week and it was updated on September 1st. So Media Matters found 47 active Facebook groups with 65,000 members combined only focused on ivermectin. That's not even taking into account all the other anti-vax spaces on Facebook that are promoting ivermectin. Yeah. And Facebook has not done anything about it. And I, you know, we oscillate back and forth between like giving Facebook too much credit and not giving Facebook probably enough credit. But the fact that like, there's just that many that you could easily find that are public with that many people in them. I, I, don't, I mean, Facebook is part of this. I think they have to I be. Think Facebook's a huge part of it. It's, it's really hard not to think that, it is people finding each other and their own daft thing. And also, I mean, what's also weird about it is that there's probably a really strong search effect in that you hear ivermectin from, I don't know if Fox News are promoting it, but I know like right-wing personalities are. Um, but yeah, so you hear it from some right-wing personality that ivermectin's the, the solution. You say, yeah, I believe this extremely strange person because i've decided that i i don't believe the fda or any other expert but i believe random uh twitter right-wing twitter influencer then you're looking for how to take ivermectin where to get ivermectin what ivermectin to take but obviously if you google that no nothing comes up because no one's writing that article so you then end up going to social media which admittedly is probably even actually arguably some people's first port of call anyway you search ivermectin, you find ivermectin assistance group and join it. And then you get your, your answers, even though your answers are just other people who also don't know what they're doing. So in terms of Fox News coverage, ivermectin has been uh, spoken about by Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram, all on Fox awesome. News. Awesome. It actually popped up on uh, Britain's, Britain's Fox News, GB News. The other ah, day. very good. Yeah, for the first time. Someone... Uh, also, what was incredibly strange about it was, I mean, peak going to all of the bad places. Uh, but it was like a random guy was arguing with a, a scientist and he just kept saying, but ivermectin works. And the scientist's like, there's no evidence that ivermectin works. And he's like, there's a study here. Is that not science? And he's like, no, it's bad science. And he's like, oh, sounds like you're not following the science. Then posted it on Twitter as a dunk. And then Dan Bongino picked it up and it became very viral, which was, yeah, sure. Sounds right to me. Here's here's how this works though in a really interesting way is that like the Fox hosts mention it, people go and buy it, and then I've got an article in front of me right now from Fox Business titled "Anti Parasite Drug for Animals Ivermectin Flying Off Store Shelves as COVID Spikes." <laughs> Jesus. What's even more interesting is that the sort of right wing frenzy around ivermectin, which you know it's kind of like wag the dog, like was it started with you know, the hosts on Fox News or was it started on Facebook or was it both at the same time? But then that caused enough of an interest shift that Amazon's algorithm started promoting it. Yes, that sounds correct. 
Because it's it. Uh, this is the thing. Once it gets in, it's incredibly hard to get out. Yeah, I think it speaks to sort of like because like the way the internet is structured right now, everything is automated algorithmically. So if you can create a groundswell, or if enough people accidentally create a groundswell, it those machines just start going and they don't stop. And that's what's happening, I think, right now with the horse pills. <laughs> and then there's another effect here that I wanted to talk about because. I've noticed this a few times now, and I think ivermectin is the best example of this. Yeah. Which is, if something is too stupid to seriously engage with by, like, the upper crust of American society, it will not be dealt with properly. Yeah, because everyone assumes, like, in many ways, you were assuming that this is just a dumb thing that no one on the internet is taking, and then you realize the scale of it. Yes. I think... Like, even, like, we had some government Twitter accounts here tweeting things like, don't take the pills, you're not a horse kind of thing. And it's like, <sighs> that's not going to convince anybody not to take them. That's part of the problem. Like, the sneering sort of, like, like Democrat, liberal kind of attitude. The Like, don't take the horse pills, you're not a horse. And it's like, well, okay, that's not really going to help anybody. And I think you've you see this attitude with, like, a lot of, like, liberal cable news pundits yeah and that just keeps it going you know it's kind of like the it's kind of like QAnon, to be honest where QAnon is so stupid that like for the first three years of its existence nobody really seriously dealt with it because it's too dumb to say out loud yeah exactly you can't you can't say what people from q believe because everyone's like i mean sure people might believe that but they are so far out that it's such a small number of people you don't need to worry about them and then it turns out it's everyone exactly exactly There's another part of this, which I think is really important, which is that there is a, I don't want to say a flaw, uh, but there is a, there's a systemic problem with scientific studies and the reporting of scientific studies. Yes. Which is that, broadly speaking, media outlets can pick up scientific studies and say, study says horses are green. I shouldn't have picked horses because I was trying to pick a, a, an entirely random topic. But study <laughs> says study says dogs are green. Yeah, uh, and then a bunch of people go like, "Well, study says dogs are green," uh, and then we 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 it appears in lots of different papers. And then you know, a month later, someone goes, "Read it wrong. They're not green. Uh, they're great. That's a totally different thing." Uh, and and then everyone corrects it, but that doesn't go anywhere. But then what happens because of the way the internet works is like basically a fact on the internet never dies, which is a, a huge problem that is very hard to deal with because once it appears you go back and back and back and back and you will always find another a source for it and that source is then used by two other sources and that source is used by two other sources right uh and there was um a fascinating story about uh, uh there was a fascinating story a little while back about uh, someone whose mother was an author I'm not going to remember where I read this either. <laughs> um, but yeah, their mother was an author and they found a quote from their mother basically all over the internet, uh, okay. in loads of different places. And it was some, it was like a vaguely inspiring quote. Uh, but they said, my mother didn't say that. There's no way they said that. Uh, but it had been going for 20 years. And so having dug around and finally tried to find its origin, they just found that it had proliferated so much that finding its original posting was like close to impossible. And it seemed that someone had just mistranslated something, glued two things together, got a name wrong, and then it was there. And it's there permanently. Right, forever. And you know, yeah, and there are people with like this, quote, tattooed on them. 
but it's just not anything. It doesn't come from anywhere, and they think that it comes from this person. It doesn't. Uh, and it's like that with any fact. And the problem with scientific studies is that once it goes out once, it's then there everywhere. So this ivermectin stuff, a lot of the Fox News pundits and this GB News guy as well were saying, like, there has been a study that proves that this is good. Or we've done meta-analyses on these studies which prove that ivermectin is good. However, this one study was withdrawn, uh, and this was a few months ago, but it was withdrawn and it was comically badly wrong. Right. Just lunacy. Uh, it included, it said all the, all the, the, the participants in the studies, study were 18 to 80, uh, at least three patients in the data set were under 18. Uh, it included dates like the 31st of June, which doesn't exist. Um, <laughs> and at one point they run large chunks of it from press releases they take large chunks of press releases put them through a thesaurus of some description and then just change random words uh meaning that uh severe acute respiratory syndrome became extreme intense respiratory syndrome which is obviously a different thing right uh and so having come up with this study but they also made it huge they said the data set was like ten thousand people or something whenever they did meta-analyses it made up a huge proportion of the data so they said hey we've reviewed six studies on these and on average they suggest that ivermectin is very effective. But in reality, this was appears to be an entirely fake paper that was accepted because medical journals don't have high enough standards. <laughs> it was picked up by news outlets who say, well, it's a medical journal. It must be accurate, not really understanding the limitations of what medical journals actually publish, which means it becomes acceptable. It's like it has been reported that this study exists. And it doesn't matter if it's later withdrawn. It doesn't matter if it later becomes, uh, not true. The entire, this entire like false nugget, which comes from somewhere that people think is authoritative, but isn't, becomes the truth. And, and you can never get rid of it. And I think it, it almost like doesn't matter if it's true because like we sort of, we're sort of at this point now, I think with social media where anything that can trend will. And it's just a matter of scale. So it's like anything that multiple people can do together, they're going to do it because there's, I mean, every single incentive in every single place that you go on the internet is asking you to engage with trending content. So like, yeah, I'm going to try to read some of these ivermectin posts without laughing too hard because I do think they're instructive for sort of like the, 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 the point of view of these people who are taking this stuff and like, they're not like they're they're sort of talking like you would like a DIY hack, and the language is really interesting. It is also very funny. So I, I, five five second hacks before COVID. <laughs> the uh th- this this screenshot was shared by Twitter user it's Fets, and it reads, "Hubby started running fever." I have good start. Good start. <laughs> I have the paste. <laughs> he he waits. It's supposed to be ways. He waits about two hundred and fifty. I have seen the lists. However, I need someone to break. I spelled wrong. Down for me in kindergarten terms. Good. If you are if you are a kindergartner, generally they are the best doctors. Like most most hospitals have as their head of surgery a kindergartner, um, just because like they really get it. But I think as completely idiotic as this is, it is sort of the exact scenario where you could totally see this happening because it's it's someone who 
is trying to be proactive. You know, this is, this is, this is, you know, a wife who is trying to take care of her husband and she wants to be engaged. And so she's gone online to do research and she's saying like, I have done the research. I have read the lists, whatever the hell that is. She has the paste. Sure. And she wants to treat her husband. So this is like, this is someone who's trying to do the right thing. And like, they're doing the, they're doing the wrong thing because that thing allows them to both socialize with other people and also feel in control. I think that's the mindset here. I think control is a huge part of it. And I think that we often underestimate the importance of control in conspiracy theories. Like a huge amount of conspiracy theories comes down to putting control onto random events. Yes. Uh, and random, random and scary events. I would say like 70 to 80%. I, I would say, I would say the two biggest factors in conspiracy theories are control and like socializing, just like talking about it. Yeah. And this, it should be pointed out, goes both ways. Uh, because the two big, two of the biggest conspiracy theories that are never called conspiracy theories is number one is Russiagate, mm-hmm. which was, became absolutely a conspiracy theory yeah. that was believed by an awful lot of people for a long time because they couldn't genuinely believe or genuinely understand that Donald Trump would become president. Uh, and the other one is the, uh, I mean, conspiracy theory is probably slightly too strong because there was, it, it's very much like there was fire there. It's just that there was a vast quantity more smoke than, the fire suggested it was an extremely small fire that was easily extinguished of the Cambridge Analytica Brexit thing. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. But there was an awful lot of smoke there that was mostly conspiracy theory. But again, was the same thing. It was trying to say, hang on, this must be a trick. This must be fake. This can't have happened. It's a huge event. I'm out of control of it. I'm going to apply a conspiracy theory. So it becomes Cambridge Analytica Analytica snuck into everyone's computers and showed them so many Facebook ads that they changed their minds, which is not what happened at all. Right. Uh, it was an advertising campaign, like many advertising campaigns, and it was fine and effective. Do you believe in aliens, Luke? Uh, I mean, define aliens. Like UFOs. Uh, do I believe that UFOs, aliens have come to the, the, the world, to Earth, and flown around in small spaceships? No. No? You don't believe that's ever happened? No. No, I just... I. I, I I think if aliens existed, they would be so far from our understanding that we would not be able to recognize them as life forms. And I think that most societies will destroy themselves. Uh, and the chances of one society being advanced enough for long enough to see another society that's advanced enough for long enough are vanishingly small. I believe in aliens. Aliens exist, we'll never meet. I think, I think they've come. I think they've visited. Okay. Anyways, hold on. Here's some more ivermectin horse pill posts. <laughs> okay. So these are from, these were shared on Twitter by Eric Toller, uh, who works for Bellingcat. First one is, I've, it's a, it's like one of those like text memes that like people do. And it says, ivermectin yeah. use in pregnancy. Share any experience, please. Pharmacist here. Thanks. That's terrible. That's terrifying. <laughs> oh boy. But once again, like, it's that same idea of like, looking for tips. These posts, these next posts, these remind me more of what, so I used to be a big reader of a website called Arrowid. Have you ever heard of the site? I have not. It's fascinating. So Arrowid is basically a massive database where people post what are called trip reports. So like, if you take any drug, any combination of drugs, you write out a report of what happened to you with the amount you took. And it's, oh, yes, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I know this. Yeah. Fascinating community. And I was really obsessed with it in college. Uh, so these ivermectin posts remind me a lot of Arrowwood trip reports. So here's, here's what I'm going to try to make it through. 
I get strong diarrhea for about a day. Each time I take my 15 milligram dose. This happened with each two-week dose now since January. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus. Dude, bro, you, bro, bro, you have been having diarrhea every two weeks since January. <laughs> Good Lord. Okay. Some people, it sounds like, don't have this side effect. What does it suggest about my body that I do? For those knowledgeable about intestinal flora, should I be worried about the impact ivermectin is having on my gut biome? Yeah, you're shitting it out because your body thinks you have worms. <laughs> I'm considering switching to hydro hydrochloroquine for pre-prophylaxis until I have known exposure. He doesn't even have exposure. He's just taking it. Ugh. Jesus Christ. Okay, here's another one. Um, I contacted an online doctor to get ivermectin just in case. He prescribed clochixine, prednisone, and ivermectin. I have had ivermectin since yesterday. I am running to the bathroom and not to pee. I don't think the online doctor will help because he hasn't responded to my message from two days ago. Has anyone had this problem oh. and found something to help with the diarrhea? Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. So this is another piece of it where like a lot of these people are passing around like online stores that will get them horse pills to take, which I just I don't know how you end up at the point where you're you're so distrustful of I don't know, the FDA, that you're unwilling to listen to them about the vaccine, but you're fully happy fully happy to listen to online doc an online doctor who won't reply to you when you email them well because it it, it sounds right doesn't it like does it it doesn't sound right to me so like i told i totally understand the psychology there and it might be an american thing actually but like there is there is sort of like there is sort of like a culture in america of like trying to get the thing that nobody else has well, I mean, that is an individualism thing, really, which yes. I, which I totally buy. I think it's been one of America's major problems throughout the entire pandemic that it has been unable to express. Like, I, it's that what is that 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 tweet or that meme? It's like I I can't I can't explain to you how that you're supposed to care about other people. Yes, yes, which has been yeah a, a large part of America's problem. So from that perspective, yeah, I, I I guess I get it. It, I mean, I would say it's the same psychology that led to like the toilet paper shortage where it's like, there is something disastrous happening. And instead of my first instinct being to work together or to try to like, you know, build up the community response, it's I'm going to race to CVS. And I'm going to buy all the toilet paper humanly possible. I mean, even that I kind of understand a little bit more because it's kind of, Oh, I supposed to put it. I, 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 I get the, the panic psychology then. But this isn't panic time. Like, I, there are, I'm sure there are people who are taking ivermectin because you know they've suddenly got ill and they will do you know absolutely anything they can they can do to get out of it. Which you know, I, it's one of those things where it's kind of you shouldn't do it, but also I do understand how you get there. But the vast majority of people are taking this as like a preventative thing. Yes. So they know they know that it's 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 not the thing they're supposed to be doing, and they're doing it anyway. Which because they they think that they figured out a hack. Like they think they have a way to do this. That nobody else knows they about. The, they have the 15 second hack for, for COVID. Right. Because I mean, like, I don't think it's an accident that the way these people communicate about ivermectin is very similar to the way people talk about how to take like drugs recreationally or like 
how to like, you know, clean up your house in a way that nobody knows about, you know, like, like the, the I'm surprised yeah. I haven't seen more like TikToks of people like rubbing the horse paste on as like a cool hack. And I'm sure those are <laughs> out there. I'm sure they are because like most, most platforms like don't know how to deal with this because it's kind of like what you said, where like, you've said this on the show a bunch where like people don't get interested in things that are totally bad or totally good. They're interested in the things that have like the 52, 48% effect. So like ivermectin, like it's a drug. It is real. It is a thing you can take for worms or lice. So you can't just like write out the gate, be like, it's not medicine. And so like people hang on to that and then the platforms can't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of these things that is, it is just so hard to express why people are, I guess, willing to believe. Like, I think that's it. Like, I think it's the, People are so cynical about so many things, and these people are naturally cynical, naturally distrustful, and then on some things, it just makes its way through so easily. I mean, most recently, a a man named Jeffrey Smith from Ohio tested positive for COVID-19. He was intubated, placed on a ventilator, and he is not doing well. And his wife, who is desperate for something that could help him. Of course wanted her husband's doctor to give him ivermectin and compared it to genocide, the fact that he wasn't going to do it. <sighs> yep, okay. And she got a declaratory judgment from a judge that fulfilled her request, and now the hospital has to give Jeffrey Smith ivermectin. The Washington Post this week tried to get an update on Jeffrey Smith's condition, but... Uh, there was really nothing else to be said other than he is alive. But I feel like that is such a telling thing about all of this that like this man is like in, you know, critical condition. His wife is so desperate to do something that she goes and gets a judge order to give her husband ivermectin. Yeah, that is a, that is a nightmare. It is. It's, I mean, it's, and it's like, and it's clearly because like, you know, it's something that she obviously saw on the internet or heard on Fox News or saw being advertised on the front page of Amazon or something, like wherever she saw this. And she was like, okay, like this is something I can do. This is something I can, I can do to help my husband. And I think that yeah. as much as I have been spending this episode laughing at these people and like what they are doing is insane because they're taking a pill for horses and having diarrhea. Like, I guess I get it, sort of. Like, I guess I get it. I mean, I get the desperation, but like, I think, I don't know, I think a lot of people have been desperate during this, this period and they haven't all ended up in this spot. And, you know, as always with this stuff, the people that we should be thinking about, the people we should be talking about are the, the influencers and the thought leaders and whatever dumb thing you want to call them who are fully willing to just say, say this in order to get more people to view them, more people to talk about them, and ultimately get more money. And those are kind of the villains in this story, and a lot of other people are just desperate or... Uh, desperate or... or I, I, I'm i trying to think of the right word for it. Kind of isolated. Not in, not in a traditional sense, but so far from being able to trust mainstream institutions. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that, like, we're at this weird moment with culture where the things that people are the most interested in are patently idiotic and very complicated. And we have an entire section of society run by people on, like, TV and on the radio that feel silly talking about it. So we have this, like, weird 
like dual reality where like the serious people in suits on the TV aren't talking about the horse pills. And if they are, they're like doing it in a sneering way or they're talking about it in a way that feels abstract and vague. And then we have an entire other reality of people who are, you know, looking for children trafficking tunnels underneath pizza places and eating horse paste and like, you know, getting 5G poisoning. And like the two worlds, when they do talk to each other, are completely incapable of communicating. And it's like, you know, like you can't pretend like this is just stupid anymore. And it is stupid, but like you have to be able to talk about it. Like I just – yeah, it's weird that like we've created an entire other reality which we do not have the language to describe – in a professional, serious, and empathetic way on the old reality. Does that make yeah, sense? It is. Yeah. No, I, that, that makes perfect sense. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. I don't really know where we go with this stuff because, as always, this is not going to be the bad one. No. <laughs> like, I don't quite know which what will be the bad one. We never do. But there is a... I always, I always feel this with this stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I can't believe he's got this bad. And it's always like, there will be another thing. And yeah, if it's not the pandemic, then it will be, I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of understand how, you know, doomsday cults happen uh, and do mass suicides. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think in a, you know, in in many ways, the horse pills, I think, broke me. Because the horse pills, like watching the ivermectin stuff, I'm like, oh, wow, like, there is nothing too stupid or crazy that people won't do together on the internet. Like the loneliness, the isolation... The need to socialize, yeah. the need to create content, the need to share content is so high now that like pe- people are giving themselves diarrhea to, 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 to be in a Facebook group. And like once we've reached that point, like we, we have to change our entire framework about this stuff. Like in a world where like normal people are, are basically doing the cinnamon challenge to protect themselves <laughs> from COVID-19, like we have to. We have to reorient our entire way of thinking about misinformation. And like, I don't want to be one of those people who like is a massive scold about fake news and conspiracy theories. And like, I want to be able to treat people like an adult and say like, you know, not everyone who's like playing around with like weird shit on the internet is going to become like deranged and and like have their brains broken and join QAnon. But like, then the other part of me is like, these people are, that guy had, that guy had diarrhea every two weeks since January. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah there's no one worse than the kind of the fake information scolds uh but also I, I don't know i mean it's always a question of like how you get out of these spaces and the best explanation that i ever hear is always is always empathy um and yeah but i think it's very hard with a lot of this to find that empathy yeah like i want to embrace and be kind to the horse pill people who are like, you know, having diarrhea alone somewhere in the suburbs. And, and, you know, I want to go to them and I want to say like, you don't have to do this. Like, you know, but I don't even know where to begin anymore because it's like, I just, we don't have the language for it. it we've reached a level of like mass no. hysteria where we don't have the language anymore. Yeah. It's like, clearly you shouldn't take horse pills. <laughs> okay. What happens now? Right. Like don't take medicine for farm animals. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sure. You're, you're doing that anyway. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know where we go. I don't know where we go with this at all. I guess, I mean, for our listeners, like, don't take horse medicine. That's a good show. Yeah. Okay. Unless, like, unless, like, it's, like, really tasty looking. Like, if it's, like, a really cool looking orange, like, see through pill 
Like if it's cool looking technical specs. So I wanted to see if I could find okay, so okay, to 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 sort of wrap things up here. I wanted to see if I could find anything from like the pre Facebook or like the non-algorithmic world that resembled the ivermectin thing. <laughs> okay. And I did find one thing which was it was from 2018, which is a lot later on the timeline than I thought it would be, but it was a 4chan user who uh w- was such a big My Little Pony fan that he started eating hay burgers, which are um, a hamburger, but instead of meat, it's hay. Sure. Yep. And what I think is really interesting is that unlike the people on Facebook taking horse medicine who all were like, that's a cool idea. We should all do this together. The 4chan users were all like, you are disgusting and awful. Please delete your account. <laughs> it's a better response, but yes. The first, The first response was, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then they replied, it was tough and disgusting. I almost threw up several times. <laughs> yes, sure. That sounds correct. And then another user replied, how are you going to like pooping slime for a week after it scratches up the mucus lining of your bowel walls and causes widespread intestinal irritation, often accompanied with foul-smelling mucus liquid, li- <laughs> mucus leakage, diarrhea, stomach cramps, and possible blood. <sighs> and then... and." Then, then they even said that they might die. And then the original poster replied, if that, if, <laughs> if what you're saying is true, that means I will go to Equestria, which is a really good thing. Equestria is where the, the, the ponies live in My Little Pony. I don't believe this guy ate hay. <laughs> uh, well, you, you do, you do, you're doing misinformation. Well, here, right? here, here's, here, here's a write up about it from horsenews.org, <laughs> which is a site I discovered, <laughs> which is a news site for bronies. Yeah, that why would that not exist? Uh, Actually, I haven't even thought about what the ivermectin thing would be doing to bronies. Yes, so look, this guy has not eaten hay. He has taken a... a this isn't even the edible eaten burger. He has put hay in a burger and he hasn't... He's taken maybe one bite. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think he's doing a, doing a joke. He's doing a bit. <laughs> That's my final answer on that. Hey, Luke, have you consumed any content to stay sane this week? I can of say what I haven't consumed, which is Donda. <laughs> Interesting. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is a two-hour album, and I have not had two uninterrupted hours to listen to, a, to that album. So for people who don't know this, Luke and I are – we talk a lot about Kanye West. One of our first sort of like bonding experiences was, was over the release of uh, The Life of Pablo. I am surprised you haven't listened to Donda. Yeah, I, I could see that, but you know, it, it came out the weekend. I was super busy, uh, and I've been busy since. And I have, I have never had two hours where I wanted to listen to Donda instead of do basically anything else. I, I, I sat down on Monday. I listened to Donda basically on repeat a few times. It is long. It is wildly yeah. forgettable. I think for all of the like controversy and all the arguing about it and all the bad stuff he's done with like Marilyn Manson and DaBaby. I think the most damning thing I can say about it is it sounds like a collection of demos. It sounds it sounds like a, it sounds like a B-sides <sighs> album. There's songs that clearly came from Life of Pablo that I think he's been bumping around forever. Like it just sounds like a bunch of extra tracks from other albums. It's it's better than Jesus is King slightly, but like 
Not even. What a what a what a powerful recommendation. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I only I mean, I only put Yay above it on my ranking because Yay has Ghost Town, which is one of my favorite Kanye West songs of all time, which is not even yeah. really a Kanye West song because I don't even think he's on it. But uh, you know, there's a million things to say about Donda in terms of like the stuff around Donda, but in terms of the album itself, it's it's boring, and I will probably never listen to it again. <laughs> Okay, cool. I mean, you should go through it just as a Kanye fan, if that's what we what we even identify as anymore. I don't think I would. Like, aside from the else, I just, I don't know. I just, it's one of those things where when he was doing his, all the bits about what happens, what he's going to launch and uh, stupid live shows, which in previous years might have interested me. I'm now just like, I don't care. I can't bring myself to care in any way. Oh, you've been very controversial. Well done, Kanye. <laughs> like, I, it, that's kind of where I'm at with it now. Yeah, I'm the same. I, it, it's actually gotten to the point with Donda where after going through it a bunch, after like thinking about it a bunch, I now can't even like, like I couldn't gun to my head tell you what I want out of Kanye West. Like before Donda, I was like, I know what I want. I want to just like have like a fun, like interesting album full of like, some singles and some like some like pleasant like you know i i want life of pablo again maybe maybe that's the best i can hope for but now i don't even know what i want because like i don't think he's even capable of it i don't want this i don't want this i i I wanted to get help yeah i wish like i wanted to get proper help like that is i wish like anyone around him would just tell him like you need help yeah like i notice people who are i mean mike dean's still involved but i noticed like Rick Rubin has not been involved for a very long time. Yeah. I think that's also probably why Yeezus was the last coherent release he's done. Yeah. Because Yeezus felt like... Because Mike Dean, yeah. Mike Dean can make a great track, but he can't do a coherent release. No. I mean, Life of Pablo, I think, lucked out. Like, I listen to Life of Pablo now, and I'm like, okay, this is good. I wouldn't change anything about this. This feels like a vibe, a specific vibe. But yeah. I don't think anything past that has ever, like, Yay doesn't feel like anything to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's really hard to think of the last thing that like had something to say that had some interest, some, uh, yeah, some anything. I don't know. It's just it's it's kind of sad, and I kind of wish he stopped producing music. Is <laughs> actually where I'm at with it. I did buy the stem player. Uh, you have to explain to me what. Oh, that is. so Kanye West worked with like an electric music producer, um, like like hardware producer, to yeah produce. It's basically like a MIDI controller, but it has all of the stems of the album on it, and you can manipulate them for like remix purposes. And it was two hundred bucks, and I was like, actually, two hundred dollars just to get the stems of Donda sounds awesome and I, I i'm i don't know if i can get the stems off the player but i think i can i think it's a midi i think it has a midi out or or has a line out so uh because it has to be plugged into something to hear it um i guess he still has interesting ideas but no there's but there's sounds on donda that i was like ooh, i would love to remove everyone from that and take those sounds <laughs> you know i would love to put drums under jail because that song absolutely rips if it had drum that, that's the other thing about donda that there is no drums on it. So it's all just like weird ballads that like don't go anywhere. There's a bunch of really cool ideas on Donda that I was more than happy to pay $200 to get access to. <laughs> Cause I'm going to just go make my <laughs> own album, I think, which 
maybe that's like part of the idea is that like now everyone's going to have their own Donda remixes, but like, I don't know. We'll see. Right. I mean, <laughs> none of that sounds good. <laughs> no, none honest. of it. <laughs> most importantly, none of it sounds better than just a real album. Yeah. We are going to go over to our other podcast now. And we're going to talk about the 2002 Sam Raimi film, Spider-Man, which should be very interesting. If you want to hear that, go over to patreon.com slash the content minds. And uh, we will uh, we'll see you over there because I think it's going to be a pretty interesting conversation. Yeah, we'll see you there. Bye. Don't eat horse pills. Bye.